0: Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church as we interview members and other friends of the ministry. Now, you can attend Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. We do have two services, one at 9 a.m. and one at 11 a.m., You can attend either. The usual COVID-19 protocols will be in place. We do have a live stream at our 9 a.m. service, which you can find on hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And during that service, if you attend, we do have Japanese and Korean translation. That's during our 9 a.m. service this weekend. Today on Harvest Time, let's begin by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor.
1: (laughs) day, Chris. Glad to be with you again today and looking forward to our time together. This Sunday, well, I guess in some ways we launched Christmas at Harvest last Sunday, but we're going to be moving forward kind of off our normal series that we've been doing in Matthew 5 and have a couple of Christmas-themed messages over the next couple weeks. But our auditorium looks awesome. It feels like Christmas when you come in, and it sort of sets the stage for us to think about the birth of Jesus Christ which is our focus during this time. And we would invite anybody from our community, we'd invite you to come and be with us. The focus of our time is going to be on the scriptures, like it always is at Harvest. And we're just going to try to open up the Word and let God and His Word speak to us. So we would welcome you. In fact, this Sunday, we're even going to have an evening outside service. We've got a couple of scenes from Bethlehem. That we're gonna to introduce to you outside at six o'clock right here on campus. We'll be sharing as a church family in communion together. So we'd invite you to that as well. Well, I'm really glad to have Brandon and Karina Pegarito with us here today. Welcome to Harvest Time, you guys. Thanks. It's good you. to be here. Thanks.
2: Glad to be back.
1: Yeah. Brandon and Karina are both very involved here at Harvest. You're members at the church. Brandon, you're a teacher and head of the art department at Harvest Christian Academy and Karina, you're involved at Payless, right? Yes. Payless corporate office. Mm-hmm. What's your role there, Karina? Maybe we start with that.
2: Uh, sure. I'm the marketing manager at Payless. So I've been there for over 10 years already. So the Lord's just brought me there. So it's really neat to be able to work in the local community in that regard.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. I'm going to ask you some questions about that here in a little bit. Sure. Brandon, how long have you been teaching at Harvest?
3: 12 years, so it doesn't seem like that, but it, it is 12 years. It's just hard to believe and telling that to the students. i like, man, this is my 12th year. <laughs> it's definitely been a time of growth even for me as a teacher, telling the students that you never stop learning. Learning is, is a part of your life and being a steward of that and the things that God has given to you. And being a teacher, man, so many opportunities to continue to grow and continue to learn so much about the skills that God has given to me, and then being able to share that in return uh, to the students, you know, having it be fresh every year, every time. It's never just what I learned back in the day, Right. it's what are you learning now? And that's been really neat. And people ask me all the time, like, what do you do there? I was like, I have fun, you know, I get to do the things that I love to do and share that same joy with
1: our students here. Well, we're so grateful to have your family part of the ministry. And your children, actually, your oldest daughter's with us. Karina, how many kids do you have? Yes,
2: we have three kids. The Lord's blessed us with Chloe. She's eight years old here. And we have Izzy. He's our fireball. Lots of energy, if you know him. And he's five years old. And then we have our little princess, Lily, we like to call her. And she's three years old. So we got our hands full. But God is good. Our house is always full of lots of energy and noise. But we're... Lots of noise. Lots of
1: noise. (laughs) The sounds of a happy family.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: It's great. Well, let's back up a little bit and get your story. Were you both born on Guam? I know you grew up here at the Academy and tell us about that, about your parents. start with you, Brandon.
3: Yeah. So born on Guam and I am Tremor Filipino. My dad is Filipino and uh, he was born in the Philippines. Family moved to Guam. Uh, my mom is uh, Chamorro, and of course, when I say Chamorro, it, it's mixed with many, many different nationalities. Sure. And so, grandpa side a little bit of Scottish. Found out, grandma side a little bit of Spanish.
1: Well, you I got, heard that Scottish brogue somewhere in there. No, <laughs> but,
3: not really. <laughs> yeah, 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 and Filipino as well, according to my mom. And so grew up on the island in Santa Rita, you know to be specific. Yeah. And uh, my uh, parents enrolled me at the school when I was in K4, my K4 year. So four years old, that was my first understanding and knowledge of harvest. Christian
1: Academy. You had no idea at that time <laughs> how much no that was going to shape your life, right?
3: No. I, I still remember my first day of school. I asked her, "Like, do you, do you remember your first day of school?" And um, I remember the first day of school, and I remember because I was sad because I couldn't stay at home with my cousin anymore. <laughs> I was like, "Why do I have to go?" Right. And so, first day of school, you know, dad drops me off, and you know, there's parents that are there. Their dad is like, "All right, here you go." I'm like, what? <laughs> What's going on? Figure it out. Brian, Everyone's man. crying and I'm just getting <laughs> dropped off. I, what is this place? And, you know, that's my first initial experience with Harvest Christian Academy. And, of course, uh, going throughout the year, my, my first teacher, Mrs. Lucas, she, or Miss Lucas or Mrs. Lucas. I forget if she was married or not. But uh, she was my K-4 teacher. Okay. Um, starting off at uh, Harvest Christian Academy. And, and uh, I still remember certain days, certain stories, which is really, it's very interesting. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I was very afraid or just anxious about school, but I really remember certain days and activities that we did in our small little trailer type classroom we had back then
1: where the old chapel used to be. Hang on to that. In fact, think about this. I want to ask you what maybe your most significant memory would be, if there's anything that kind of stood out. Maybe there's a bunch of stuff. Karina, what about you?
2: I grew up in an unsaved family. And so it was by God's grace that my parents sent me to Harvest. It was a really good school. So I went at K-5. And so Brandon has excellent, pristine memory, as he says. (laughs) So I don't have, like, the memories of my first day of school, but I went there when I was in K five and it's neat because God actually brought us together in terms of going to the same school together. We were in the same grade, we're the same age. And so
1: Yeah, that's amazing. So yes. you've known each other since yes. K five, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean do you remember do you mm-hmm. remember that knowing each other or
2: I don't but actually our first real encounter was in second grade. Encounter. So, encounter oh yeah, yeah, sorry, encounter. <laughs> the first time that I met yep. my future husband was <laughs> second in second grade. grade wow. and his so, claw filters room right now. Yeah, so actually, I had appendicitis, and oh. so I couldn't carry anything heavy. So I had surgery, and so our teacher Miss Robinson, we were in the same class. Our teacher Miss Robinson chose the most shy boy in our class, which was Brandon, and yep, he it's true. he carried my bag every day after school in wow. second grade, and he said. I don't remember, but he said he was like way in front of me because he was really shy and he didn't want to talk to girls. And so he carried <laughs> my, my bag, bag every day to mm-hmm, my parents. Yep. And that's how I would say it. we first officially met was in second grade.
1: That is a cool
0: story. Yeah. I think I've heard that before, and that's yes. so awesome. Yeah yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Only God could have uh, orchestrated putting that together. So and then after that, we went to school at Harvest. And so what's yeah. really neat is just all the teachers that have really— invested their lives into us and mm-hmm. just shared the gospel with us. And so I think for me, that's been pretty significant in our time here at Harvest.
1: Tell me about that specifically for you, Karina. Was there a point in which you kind of put your faith in Jesus and how did all that react with your family? And
2: Yeah. And so in second grade, I remember I really liked my teacher, Miss Robinson. So I professed Christ and sure. in my heart, but I knew as time went on that that wasn't real in my life. And so much like Brandon, like we were good friends actually in fifth grade we became best friends we talked Mm. a lot and we spent a lot of time together and then um, you know as we went through our time at Harvest and. my senior year, I really struggled a lot before then. I I kind of went on different routes and paths and just try, questioning my faith and I just remember in uh, our freshman year in high school, Kevin Brownfield, he spoke and he mm, spoke. I know
1: Kevin. Yes! Yeah,
2: yeah. And he is a powerful, amazing speaker yeah. and so it just touched me in my heart and I just knew that I needed the Lord and from that point on I would say it's transformational of what God has done in my life and really, you know, from that Point and Brandon can also, you know, talk about this also. But it's just our our lives have really changed in the trajectory of where we were at before to right. where we're at now. It's only by God's grace that we got saved and that He put us at the school and where we needed to hear the gospel because our family was unsaved, you know. Yeah. But even through my salvation, and that's how my dad got to know the Lord mm-hmm. super cool, you know, sweet, to be able sweet to see story. that. story. You're just yes? talking
1: about your dad, yes. such a sweet man your parents yes. are. And so that's yeah. cool. Yeah, Brandon, your story, I mean, kind of came along together. What about you personally with Jesus?
3: So in school, growing up, I come from a Catholic background, and so very strong in, in our culture here on the island. And, you know, you hear different stories. You go to CCD for many years, and going even into second grade, you receive First Holy Communion. And going to harvest, even with Mrs. Lucas' class and hearing Bible stories being shared and really remembering, and I can still remember sitting there in that classroom and hearing the story of God's love for us and the problem of sin and Mm -hmm. who has sin and all have sin. And for me, even as a four to five year old, realizing, understanding that, you know what, there's something missing here. And to see that in the classroom, to hear that, and to see where it comes from. This is coming from God's Word. And going through elementary and going up to junior high and getting into the spirit weeks, that for me, I believe, was the turning point of my life spiritually and kind of just, you know, made a profession before when I was little, you know, not many people knowing about it. I think I I mentioned it to maybe our second grade teacher, but really getting into the junior high years and starting to realize God calling me and my life to Him. And I remember Brownfield, I remember Pastor Craig Scott coming Mm -hmm. and speaking, and it was with him and his message when he came in Spirit Week. Either it was a special chapel week or something like that, but I remember Spirit Week specifically, and just really god doing a work in my life and helping me to see that i need him and there's no way in this life i'm going to live without him and what i'm doing and it was then back when i was in ninth grade where god began to do that work on my heart do the process of changing me more into his image you know throughout the years and of course never perfect but realizing my need for Him, and that drastically changed many things in my life. And even heading into college and to where I am today, I believe it really stems from that moment in ninth grade, my teacher, Miss Sluts, always had us say a verse every day. Mm-hmm. And it was Colossians chapter 1, 16 and 17. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and earth, visible, invisible. And nothing exists without God. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that is so true. Mm-hmm. And all the way from my ninth grade year, that is something I even say to my students today. It's like, you just look around you and you see what God has created, and there's no escape from it it's going to speak. Even if you try to silence it, it's going to speak to you all the time. So that for me, um, thinking back to my years as a student, was definitely a pivotal moment in my life. And I think about being a part of the Spirit Weeks now, the behind the scenes part of it. And you see the teachers that are praying for the students. And that's what I believe. I believe that it was from my prayers of my teachers and just really pouring their lives out to us as mm-hmm. students and it was a smaller school you know back then and they were able to really talk with us
1: it made a drastic difference yeah in my life it's really cool mm-hmm. hearing you know both of your stories and the way god in his goodness you know designed you both not just to be together mm-hmm. i mean from that age but then drawing you both to himself and the establishment, you know, of this beautiful family and your ministry together. I mean, all those things are cool. You both mentioned the idea, you used the words, making a profession. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's unusual. There's a number of people, of course, that do genuinely put their faith Mm -hmm. and trust in Jesus. Mm -hmm. At a young age, they understand their sin Mm -hmm. and accept Christ's forgiveness and become genuine believers. But it's not very unusual, I think, for others also to make sort of a genuine spiritual mm-hmm. decision of some sort, prayer, pray a prayer, or do you know some kind of a mental or, or even emotional decision, and yet at a later point really come to the point where they realize, I'm not sure I really understood yes, my need for yeah. the gospel. Mm-hmm. Is that what you both are explaining? Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. And, you know, I think at that point, in terms of what you learn, like spiritually, and just in life in general, and the yeah. maturity level that you're at, it really opens your eyes, I think, as the more you go through life, I think the more that you understand that. So yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, that's great. And even, uh, you know, there may be people listening right now that they mm-hmm. kind of sense that story, that they've been religious for a while. Yes you know making decisions and serious about God but not a real relationship with Jesus yes. mm. and really the clarity with which that transformed your lives it's it's pretty awesome either or both of you have like a big memory from Harvest Christian Academy.
2: I think for me it's those collective small moments yeah. of people that do things that you don't think that are big things. Like for me what resonates even deeper within me is like the times that we had Pastor Fane, he was our youth pastor. Mm. We just go to his house every Wednesday. I just did life with that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: That is what made the impact for me. Just being able to be around people and like teachers who invested in me, coaches who invested in me, that every day, that's what really helped me to become who I am. And really that re- resonates within me are just all those small different moments of sacrifice of time that have really built up to mm. where we are at now.
1: Now, did you guys start dating like in high school? Kind of you were a couple someplace in there? Because I know you left. Oh, the... he asked that question. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well,
2: actually. All the kids are like, see, they dated in high yeah, school. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so disclaimer as we say this, right? So we did, we were like, we liked each other here and there in high school and then we didn't become official till the end of our our senior year, but... Like I said, I don't know if I would say for everybody to, you know, date in high school sure. and you're going to marry that person, right, you know, right. but that's the way that the Lord has <laughs> done it in our lives. But that's when we started dating. Then we dated all throughout our uh, four years in college. So and you then, left
1: the island for college, right? Yes. We mm. okay. went to BJ. Okay. And then dated there. Yes. Uh, and then God brought you back here. Was that kind of always the plan or what's, how did all that work? For me, I wasn't too
3: sure right away. And uh, even going back to, to harvest and, and the memories that you remember. And that when you're in high school, you're learning about who you are, right. what you're good at, and uh, where is God calling you? And I'm so thankful for, you know, my teachers, like Karina was saying, because that that amount of investment into the students and helping them see. And, and that's what I get to do today, just help them see. Yeah. It's like, this is what I see in you. You know what I mean? You may not see that, but this is what I see in you. And that's what Mrs. McGrew, Mr. McGrew, you know, our teacher's principal, and she spent a lot of time, you know, teaching and and helping me to see that in my life as a student she really helped to cultivate mm-hmm. that in my life from there you know i wasn't too sure where i was going to go finish with art education so i took some more postgrad work stayed a uh, semester worked there in uh, the greenville area and then i came back to guam and so i wasn't completely sure and set on you know, where, where do you want me to go lord sure but i know exactly that you know, for me today, you know, confidence say that this is exactly where God wanted me to be and where I'm gonna go, where I'm gonna grow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In my skill, my relationship with the Lord as well. And where where can I do that? Yeah,
2: And we never, I think like from the onset of it, I don't think we ever thought we would come back to Guam Mm. and be at harvest. I think we left, I came back, my grandmother passed away. So Mm. I came back here. I did not want to come back to Guam. I wanted to stay in the States. I guess I was thinking like, there's more opportunities out there. And so that was kind of like, we kind of both thought that, but the Lord brought me back here. Brandon came back here and for us to be able to serve on Guam and Mm. be here. I think a lot of times people have this mentality like, let's go off island and let's do big things or let's learn all of this from all these different organizations and people. But you can do that same thing here on Guam, mm-hmm. you know, and we. Truly, deeply care about our island, our local community. And it's so cool for us to be able to have that opportunity to come back. That's not where our heart was, but that's where God had us to be.
1: God changes our hearts to be connected exactly where He needs us and wants us. Karina, I was going to ask you this. I mean, you know, God's really blessed you. You Mm -hmm. have a successful career. You said Mm -hmm. you're the head of the the marketing Mm -hmm. department at Mm -hmm. Payless. Less. Mm -hmm. You have a young family. How do you balance, you know, all of those things?
2: I went running with one of my friends, and she was talking. She's like, Karina, you have the perfect life. You got everything together, you know. It's like you have the perfect husband, as close to perfect husband (laughs) as possible, you know. Close your ears, Yes, I know, I know. And she's just just like, your kids and your family and your Mm -hmm. church seems like you guys don't fight or have all of these different things, and it's like your career. And then she's like, but that's not like for me, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I I looked at her, and I said— That's not me. Mm -hmm. Can I just tell you? I said, we're all in the same boat. We're all sinners. We all need grace. And I said, it's only by the grace of God where we are today. And I said, that link for me has always been Christ, you know? And I think for us, as, as long as we have that continual focus on that, that has really just helped me and just remember our priorities. And so what's really helped Brandon and I is that sometimes we we just let life happen to us, right? Sure. It's just like, we just go, we're just busy. We have all of this stuff that piles onto our plates. But we've always been very strategic and just like sitting down and talking about hey, what's our vision? What's our mission in life, Brandon? Mm-hmm. What are we trying to accomplish? And I think for us, that really helps us to like drive us to remember in the times where it's really busy, what are our priorities? Mm-hmm. I think that's been really huge for us. And it's like, my life's nowhere near perfect. And is trying to juggle all of those things as Brandon can probably say also, but really, I think that it's just for us, it's always been that focus and what are we trying to do as a family unit, as daughters and sons of Christ?
1: That's so encouraging and Mm -hmm. really a great testimony, you guys. I'm encouraged by that. You guys are also, I mean, all those things together, and we've talked about that, but you're also involved in the church. Why is that piece important to you? For me, I would say I go back to what we're reading through
3: the Gospels, and I believe it's, I think it's John 15, with Abiding in Christ. I don't know if that's uh, the correct chapter. It is. That has been really at the forefront of my mind this year i'm just thinking about god as the master gardener of your life and staying connected to him and when you're connected to him that's when you're going to grow Mm -hmm. when you disconnect from him you're not going to see any growth and just like the same idea with a tree and you see the garden and you see the fruits that's that's coming out of these plants you're, you're only seeing that because of how the healthy things that are around it. And when you decide to place your life, your family in God's Word, you are going to grow in Christ mm-hmm. and it's not going to be it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. He's going to take away things right. that shouldn't be there. And uh, I would say that is the key to
1: your success. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's awesome. Green <laughs> yeah. anything to add to that?
2: Yeah, and just like it's a natural outpouring mm-hmm. that comes from your heart. Yeah. you know to be able to serve within the church and to give back to all of the things that God has given us. and you know where we are today is because of the church and the people who have invested mm-hmm. in us. Mm-hmm. We should be able to have that same mission to be able to give back to our local community and our church and i think that just flows from a heart of what brandon was talking about exactly like what are we, you put it pouring into ourselves and i think that jesus would do the same thing right, right. and that would just be so natural for him to be able to do that it ties out.
1: back into the conversation about priorities too yes. in the big rocks i mean yes uh, we invest in those things for ourselves personally <laughs> but mm-hmm. our family yes. we want them just surrounded you know in that area and so That's really awesome. Just thinking back, I'm so thankful for you guys in so many ways. Just thinking back about this conversation, uh, as I was tracking with you, it was interesting to me to notice all the names that Mm -hmm. you both Mm -hmm. talked about. Some of them I know, some of them I don't Mm -hmm. know, but your story is connected with people who cared and invested in you um, Mm -hmm. all all along the way. Mm -hmm. And man, that's a good encouragement. Karina, you know, you talking about those moments. When you yes, look back, it's definitely. just these moments. It's yeah. people that cared and yeah. invested and So for us to be able to think again and be encouraged by, those things matter. Yes, definitely.
2: And Mm. it takes time. I think we have to remember that. Like coming in, sometimes we think it's automatic, but it's just doing life with one another. And it's when you're hurting, I'm hurting. You have great accomplishments, I'm there to be able to help, you know, applaud you for that. But Mm. I think it's just those moments of doing life together that really build relationships. And I think that's really key. It's about the people at the end of the day. As we reflect and look back, that's what resonates, and that's the weave that kind of yeah. is, is brought through our lives. It's right. just an investment of time and people that have done to us, and we hope to be able to do the same to others as well.
1: Well, thank you guys for being that kind of people and uh, the influence mm. that you both are having uh, across our ministry and genuinely across our island. Mm. So mm. thanks for giving us this little bit of time and a peek into the Pegarito mm. world. Yes. yes <laughs> no problem. And looking forward to continuing to serve together.
2: Thanks, Pastor. Thanks.
0: And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, at this point in the program, we want to personally invite you to Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. We do have two services, one at 9 a.m. and one at 11 a.m. You can attend either. There will be COVID safety protocols in place at each service. Our live stream is during the 9 a.m. service, and that's also when we have the Japanese and Korean translation, if you're able to attend. Thank you again for listening to Harvest Time.